You are listening to South Niagara Conversations, a podcast presented by the South Niagara Chambers of Commerce, along with 105.1 The River and 101.1 More FM. Here are your hosts, Dolores Fabiano and Scott Lunn. Good morning, everyone. Thanks to all of you who've joined us for our South Niagara Conversation Series. Joining me is my co-host, Scott Lunn, General Manager of 105.1 The River and 101.1 More FM. I got it perfect this morning, Scott. Good morning, Loris. You nailed it. That is, we can stop now. That's good. We got it. Well done. <laughs> Fantastic. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing very, very well. I, uh, I'm uh, working in, in the office today. So how's that for today's topic? But I'm doing very well. All right. All right. I also uh, want to give a shout out to our tech sponsor, Brian LaChapelle from B4 Networks. Uh, Brian and his team do an amazing job of making us sound so great all the time. Brian, how are you this morning? Fantastic, Dolores. Thanks. Great. Great. We're all trying to keep warm on this uh, yet another wintry, snowy day in South Niagara. I, I have to admit, I kind of love it. I maybe I'm I'm one of of the few, but I'm I'm still into the snow so far. <clears throat> so this morning, uh, we're going to talk about the transition that many of us had to make uh, to working from home. Uh, some of us were already already working from home, but many of us had to uh, quickly make that shift uh, literally overnight. Uh, it, it's a very different landscape. It, it uh, takes a little getting used to, um, and it becomes that much more difficult when there's multiple people working out of the same home um, and of different ages. Uh, so let's get to it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Scott, who do we have joining us this morning? Well, Dolores, we've got Mike Cressman from the Cressman Agency with us this morning, as well as Carolyn Mullen, who's the Associate Director of Strategic Partnerships at Niagara College, and Lou McCabe with Trusted Time. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Good morning. We'll get, we'll get things started off. Uh, I guess with Mike and Lou now, as I understand it, both of you worked home prior to the pandemic anyway, but now the folks you're talking to, clients, and everyone are also working from home. So how has that that environment, the setup changed your world? Alou, maybe we'll start with you. Um, for me, it was more managing my clients, right? What, 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 because we are an HR company, what typically has been happening is clients have quickly realized they've had to change their business strategy. So long-term strategies have become short-term strategies. Um, what does that look like? What's been affected? What hasn't been affected? But more importantly, they've had to change to be an adaptive leader, um, where the old days of seeing as believing, is believing rather, is no longer, right? So the question really is posed is, if you trusted them before, why not now? Um, and we found that employees that were never engaged, this is where it really comes out, that they were never engaged. Um, and employees that were engaged, typically their productivity increases because there's no travel time. Um, but then we find that we get hiccups with the leaders, right? Because they don't know how to manage that. And they're struggling with aligning their HR strategy with their business strategy. So then, you know, we come in and try and help with the psychological contracts that are happening. Um, the unspoken expected terms we originally had have now changed and what does that look like and how do we influence that well yeah that's a pretty significant shift uh mike how about you yeah so i mean we've never never really set up shop 
in one place because we're we're pretty mobile. Um, the businesses that we work with are spread out all over, and and uh, we're we're usually out and about seeing them. So uh, although uh, in a traditional sense we you know we've never gathered at a, a, a you know one place one office. Uh, the last year it has been dramatically different for me. Um, you know, I'm usually, you know, my day consists of going from spot to spot and seeing different people and talking to different people. Um, and, and all of that now is being done, you know, through zoom calls or over the phone. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's just not the same, right. You don't have that same interaction. And, and in many ways it was something that I had to figure out um, how to, kind of find, uh, find that new balance. Um, when you, when you go see somebody and you sit with them, uh, maybe you're there for an hour and, and you, you talk business for, uh, you know, 35 minutes of that hour and, and 25 minutes is, you know, just, uh, just hanging out kind of thing. Right. So I've found that these zoom calls and, um, and just regular calls we're really just, we're, we're talking business and we're moving on. And, uh, that for me has been one of the biggest changes, right? So far more productive in, in some ways because I'm, I'm not wasting as much of my day just kind of, but for, for me personally, I, I really miss that, right? I, I miss talking about whatever their vacation was. And um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's been a big change. Um, I, uh, I, I joke, uh, we're, Scott, we're doing some work with your group and, and I joked on one of our calls that I, I, I'll probably bug you guys because I get lonely sitting here, uh, <laughs> you know, and you don't have those same interactions. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been it's been it's been a big change and it's been a big change. People don't wouldn't necessarily think that because I don't have a traditional office setting. Um, but it, it, in the last year, you know, we've had to figure out how to do things differently and and try to find the same enjoyment um, in our work uh, in a much different way. You know, Mike, you and I have had this conversation many, many times, I think, because we're both so lonely, we, we call each other and <laughs> have these conversations. But, you know, pros and cons, for sure. Like, I, I think about the Zoom meetings, and it's all about balance, right? So you, you're saving the, the travel time. And you're right, there's no chit chat before, and there's no real chit chat afterwards. There might be a little bit, but not to the extent that we used to have. And so, you know, when you have an hour meeting, it's truly an hour meeting. And I, I have found, I mean, the, the pro of that is that I have so much more time to, to get to my real work. Uh, Pre-COVID, you know, when I was in the office and, and you had time for the chit chat and all that, that, that good stuff, feel good stuff, I, there weren't enough hours in a day to get anything done. And, you know, most weekends I was working because I had to <laughs> get caught up. Um, I'm finding that I have a better balance now. Um, and because I am working from home, if I want to work, you know, late uh, a couple nights a week, because uh, it's easy because I'm at home, um, I'm, I'm not working on the weekends, which, which is also um, a pro. The con is that you just don't have that connectivity, right? It's just not the same thing. And I think, uh, for, for my work, you know, understanding uh, what people are doing and being able to make connections, um, you lose that by not having that time in person to connect. Um, 
Carolyn, how are you finding it? Because you went uh, from working, you know, Niagara College, pretty big um, employer, uh, fast paced, uh, lots of people every day. And now you are or have been at home. How's that going? Yeah, so um, very very similar uh, to you, Dolores, I would, um, my family would text me at a certain time and say, we're starting dinner now, dot, 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 or the grill is heating up, dot, dot, dot. In other words, come home, woman, and be fed, right? Because we want to be fed too. So, uh, yeah, so I would and work into the evenings. And, you know, so I'm uh, one of the senior managers in our division. Uh, we have anywhere between 24 and 30 staff on two campuses usually. Uh, so sort of handling all those relationships and the hallway talk, right, and the conversations, mm-hmm. the nuances that go on, all of that has now uh, disappeared. So I do, um, I'm more productive into my hours um, during the day. Um, but, you know, I've onboarded a new staff member. Um, she started just before Christmas. And um, so because of that, like my, as I'm talking to you right now, my chat so, so I'll say in Niagara College, we, we've got all this amazing infrastructure in place. We have MS Teams, right? So we have different ways of communicating with each other instantly, but I'm being instantly communicated with that way all the time, right? Because I've said anything you need at any time, right? So that that has, you know, within the work hours has sort of disappeared uh, in that sense. So I'm being more productive during the day, during the week. I don't have to do as much at night and I don't do as much during the evening but I, I feel responsible and I feel I need to be um, open to those communications whenever they happen, right? Because we are missing that otherwise. Um, in our team environment, um, we did a lot of um, in-person uh, fun stuff. We, we work hard, but we also, you know, we have grilled cheese contests. We have potlucks, right? So all of that, you know, that we're, we're really truly missing that. And looking at each other in squares is the way we connect. So in the beginning, yes, to, to Mike's point, the Zoom meetings were very much business, but we've started to slide a little bit now again and spend those few minutes. How are you, right? Or we'll book a meeting that's an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half just because we know we need to have those conversations and get caught up with each other before we get to the business. Yeah, that makes sense to me. My my daughter works for a, a company. It's a tech company, and um, they've got about a hundred employees, and they all work from home. Um, not anything new. They just all work from home. But every morning uh, at ten o'clock, they have a staff meeting, and it's it's really to engage in that water cooler talk. And so, you know, they, they talk about what you do last night. Anybody watch anything good? Uh, oh, did anybody hear about this? And just that conversation that you would have. And, you you know, it it might sound like, oh, my God, what a waste of time. Like, get on with your work. But no, that that kind of sets sets your tone, right? Like, you you, you have the chit chat and and then you're you're able to get to your work and and you're still feeling good about the work that you do. Um, They found some really creative ways of keeping everybody engaged and, and feeling like a team still. Right. So I think if you're part of a big team where you've got lots of employees, I think that's something that you have to figure out um, because it really does affect morale as well. Um, I find that with myself, um, the fact that I have an office where I can close my door 
makes a big difference. And, and just before, you know, we went live, we were, we were chatting a little bit about, you know, many of you uh, have children at home uh, that have been at home, uh, you know, uh, doing their school studies and whatnot. Uh, my kids are older. So we have, uh, you know, my husband who's been working from home and, you know, sometimes, you know, that's a whole different different issue. And my daughter who's, who's uh, you know, in university, so she's pretty self-sufficient. But for those of you with, with, you know, young kids at home, how have you been managing that? Because it's, it just blows my mind. I'm so grateful I'm not in that position, to be honest. (laughs) Um, Well, for me, I have my daughter at home and I have, you know, homeschooled. And the reason why is I was genuinely concerned about downtime, right? It's setting the expectations. The, the schools could never set the expectations when they'd be shut, if the numbers went up and whatever. So what I did for my business is I had my staff bring their children as well. And we had a homeschool here. We hired a tutor. So my staff would never have downtime because then I'm not worried about, you know, with the infectious disease, leave anybody. Now they've added the component, as long as you're afraid, you can stay home. Or if you're afraid for your child, you're still covered. But businesses can't afford that, right? I mean, what do you do then if you're a small to medium-sized business and now, you know, you have five people with kids and they all decide, I don't want to come to work. I'll take the 55% I'm given. Because quite frankly, you know, or even at CERB at one point, right? Because quite frankly, this is easier than trying to juggle everything. And I think that um, it's really setting the expectations. So I, I, I have a daughter at home and I'm hoping I'm knocking on wood that she doesn't you know set make make a liar out of me but we've come into this routine of expectations right um hey Abby I'm on this call from 9 to 10 30 there's no way you can disturb me from this period to this period or she would do the same with me because now they're all into this zoom and these google meets and there's certain things I just shouldn't interrupt right like you know playing a game I, I you know um, or something so important but I think that expectations honestly is where we're at and I think that because the environment has changed so much for businesses more particularly new expectations have to be set a new trust agreement has to be set on what this is going to look like um, so that you can measure it otherwise it's throwing mud and seeing what sticks right and then it gets more chaotic yeah Mike, how are you managing? I know you've got your two little ones. Well, they're not so little anymore, are they? No, they're not. So, so 12 and nine. And um, so my wife, Leanne, has been, been home through this whole, whole experience as well. And, and it's funny because you, you talked about having an office that you can close the door. So, you know, I have a, a dedicated space and, and, you know, we, we have a, you know, a lovely home, um, but most homes aren't set up to have two offices. Yeah. You're right. right. So, yeah. Um, you know, we have three bedrooms upstairs and we have two, two girls. And um, so Leanne has uh, set up a, a workspace in our, in our bedroom. We're you know, lucky enough that the bedroom's big enough to do that. But um, so, you know, the girls, um, much like Lou was saying, like creating expectations and, and saying, you know, like I've got a call here and, and mom's got a call there. And, you know, like we want to help and, and we're here to help you guys during the day, but, we, girls, we, we also have to get our work done, right? So um, we're lucky that they were old enough, mature enough, I guess, at 12 and 9 to, to kind of understand that. And, and then I'm lucky that it's uh, that we have two girls and they, all, they always bug mom first. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I was able to kind of, um, but it, it was funny how it's evolved, how it evolved, right? Like, um, you know, initially, especially Ali, our nine-year-old, like she, she just didn't get it. Like she need she needs to be in school. She needs that structure. Uh, Lauren, our 12-year-old is, uh, we joke is either going to be a millionaire or in jail, one of the two. Um, and, uh, she, uh, she thrived in it, um, but Ali needed us checking in on her, especially in the beginning. And then, you know, this last month or so, she was the one putting a note on her door to not come in because she was on a call, <laughs> kind of thing. So, um, yeah, like just like everybody, you just kind of have to figure it out, right? We're creating workspaces where we don't necessarily have workspaces, and you're trying to support them because you want to make sure that they're not falling behind, I guess, right. That they're getting the education that, you know, they need. Um, but we're, neither of us are teachers um, yeah. and, and we're still trying to kind of find our way through the day. So it was a delicate balance. Um, I, um, we're, we were both excited when it was time for them to go back, not, not for anything other than just some normality for them and some structure, like, that, that I never thought I'd be the one saying these sorts of things, but you know, that structure is, it is, it's, an, it's important to all of us. It, uh, the energy uh, that came through that door the first day they came home was spectacular, mm -hmm. right? Like it just, the energy in the whole house was different. Um, you know, they, they just, uh, there was an unofficial ending to the day for them again, as opposed to being at home, right? The bell rang at three 30 and the day was done. So yeah. there was some definition there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just like everybody just trying to figure it out. Right. And, and, uh, some days were good and some day, some days it was, uh, well, you know what, go play in the snow. Uh, we'll, we'll get you a tutor next year if we need to, because, uh, because we've got some stuff we've got to get done work wise and it's just not going well today. So just go have some fun kind of thing. Right. So. Yeah. I think it's, it's making people understand too, that, you know, you're, you're working, you're at home, but you are working. Yeah. I found that with, you know, my 80 year old parents, you know, they would call and, you know, during the day, like I'm, I'm in my office, I'm focused, my husband, you know, we're lucky enough that we were able to, um, you know, one of the spare bedrooms, make an office for him. My daughter's in a room. So everybody's busy. And they would call the home phone and, and I would, you know, kill myself to answer the phone because it's my parents, they're 80 years old. Oh my God, what's going on? Oh, hi, what are you doing? Uh, we're, we're making some, you know, lasagna for dinner. Do you want some? It's like, I'm working mom, like I'm, I'm at work. Oh, aren't you at home? <laughs> yes, but I am working. So what I had to do was tell them, okay, during the day, we're all working. So we're not going to answer the home phone. So if you need to reach me, if it's really important, call my cell. And for them, they think that every time they call my cell, I get charged, which <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to tell them the truth. But so they will not call my cell unless it's absolutely important. So <laughs> I had to do that in order yeah. to, to help them realize, okay, like you, you can't be just calling me to chit chat or ask me if I want to come over for an espresso <laughs> during the day. Like I just, just can't do that. Now, Carolyn, I don't remember. How old are your kids? Oh <laughs> yeah. I, so there's four of us in a bungalow right now. Um, one, the only one Bernie um, had gone into a home-based business before all of this started. So Bernie has the office and had the office and was the only one home during the day, right? 
So my girls are actually this year, both in university, one in first year. So I'm not really sure how she's doing biological sciences in our basement, but she is, she's in the basement, first year university. And um, our oldest is fourth year. So she's going to graduate from Brock university this year. So last year, Tess missed out her graduation and prom, all that sort of stuff, right? right? It's coming up year. You know, I don't know what graduation ceremonies are going to look like for Alex, but she's, you know, graduating fourth year from Brock. And so I am um, sitting in the living room in the best available Wi-Fi spot, right? So my office is wherever I can connect. We, we ended up, um, we didn't know this at the beginning, but we have plaster walls. Our house is old enough to have plaster walls. The Wi-Fi signal doesn't like going through certain materials, plaster being one of them. So we've had to figure out the extenders, right? There's actually an extender plugged into one of our bathrooms because that helps one of the girls with their, where they're off, where their space is, right? So everyone, you know, to us, it was, to me, it was, if I can work around that, the girls with their university because of anxiety, because of stress, because of all these things, right? That's built up to, to, if you recall back to being, you know, in your high school years, graduating, making your decisions about post-secondary, making your, right? And all this sort of stuff. So it's, um, Thank goodness we all get along really well. We love spending time together because as I think it was Mike said, you know, it's been 10 months of family day, right? Uh, yeah, so it, it's been strange, but to your point regarding parents and understanding work time. So um, we got rid of our landline at the beginning of uh, all of this. We were kind of been talking about it for quite a while. We informed all of our family. We had bought my 82 year old dad a cell phone when he turned 80, just because we, you know, we have a cottage, we go back and forth, we want to make sure he's safe. Um, so um, at first, for a little while, without the landline, there wasn't, you know, he, he didn't figure that out. But then with his, he's, he's figured out texting. So he texts puns to my girls, he texts, you know, and, and so they have a little pun exchange, right. Uh, but he also lives here, I live in Pont Hill, and he lives 1.3 kilometers away. That's a good walking distance for someone who's had a knee replacement and who needs to get back on the right. So I will see my dad. I'm looking out my living room window right now and I'll, I'll see him walking by and then I'll hear a bang, bang at the door, right? <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the afternoon, right? Mm -hmm. But he, he, I know, I know you're working, but I just, I just, you know, and he's yeah. made brownies. Yay. Like, right. right. He's like, kind of treat. Uh, but then there are also the times when he'll, he'll call the cell and he'll say, Oh, I, I got this letter. I don't know what to do. Can I come over? Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fine, dad. Right. So, and then we'll, we'll stand on the, you know, on the front porch and he'll show me this letter. And, and of course, you know, do I need to visit this bank? Do I need to scam? Is it, is it, is it? And he's all worked up and I'm just calmed it. Right. So we work through whatever it is and get on with our day. So. It's an adventure every day, right? Every day. Every day. Uh, you made a good point about, you know, the, the internet and connectivity. And, you know, we've, we've been hearing a lot um, through our Canadian chamber about the digital divide. And uh, it's interesting because when, when this first, you know, started last March where we were all, you know, uh, starting to work from home, uh, the majority of calls that we received from our members were about the internet. Um, that, you know, is anybody else having problems? Um, you know, and, and some were in rural areas where they just couldn't get internet. And, um, 
you know, we actually opened up one of our offices, one of our chamber offices to members, because in that particular community, um, a number of our members were driving around looking for free Wi-Fi just so that they could work. And so, you know, imagine the stress of having to log all your files and, you know, your computer and everything home and then not being able to connect. So we, we made our office available and, you know, they had to book time. And so, you know, we only so many people in the office, physically distanced, all of that stuff. But if we hadn't done that, they wouldn't have been able to um, continue to work. And then we had some, some members who called whose own internet plan uh, was sufficient when they were, you know, watching Netflix or, you know, on the iPad. But now you've got three or four people who are either working or, you know, at school, uh, and it just doesn't cut it. And uh, lots of lots of um, sleep uh, lost over over that. And I know that in our own case, uh, just before the holidays, our, our internet was always spotty at best. And so, you know, my, my husband finally got on it. And uh, over the Christmas holidays, we had someone come in and, and upgrade everything. And thank God we did. Because if we hadn't, I wouldn't be on this call right now, I don't think. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, we have to color code. We have color coded things visually, like in the kitchen, right? I mean, we're all, we're all digital electronic beings now, but we have a visual cue in the kitchen. These are synchronous lectures for the girls, right? Where they need to be online. These are, so I try to work my schedule around that as well when I'm booking calls or I'll, I'll make sure that it's a phone call, like it's a, with video off just to help with the streaming service, right? So that it isn't quite, uh, that we're not lagging, um, but there are definitely spots. It, it's so, it just boggles the mind in a way where we live. We're, you know, we're in Southern Ontario, in Niagara, so close to the border, all the infrastructure that we have in place and yet, right, so where, where I am, if I drive a kilometer, you know, into the country, go down Effingham there, and then it's, there's the dead zone, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Scott, we had the conversation with um, um, the group when we were talking about uh, the real estate market here in Niagara. And um, I think it was Barb Scarlett who, who was saying that, you know, people will come, they'll, they'll buy a beautiful home, and then they realize they have no internet. And they're, you know, many of them are coming from the GTA. <laughs> and it's like, not, not, they would never dream of asking, uh, well, you know, is there, you know, can I get internet? Um, uh-uh. It's, yeah. uh. Yeah, well, I think one thing on, on the internet front, too, because you have to get the greatest most powerful broadband you can get when you have all these things running from your home. Uh, and Zoom calls take up, appear to take up more bandwidth than like say Teams or, or Google. I find when I'm working at home, Zoom is always dicey. That's uh, why I usually come to the office for these. But And maybe uh, Alu or Carolyn, you can speak to this, but I know when our T4s came out uh, with our group recently, uh, it came with a, a package that said, hey, it's tax time. And most of you are going to have to start writing off working from home and internet and phone and, and all that. And the other thing that people are missing, and one of the, another reason that I like to come to the office is ergonomics. Um, working on your sofa is not good for the neck. Or, you know, I was like, oh, I have an island kitchen. This is going to be perfect. Well, that lasted until my feet went to sleep sitting on those stools. And I'm like, well, this doesn't work. So, I mean, is that something that you're facing with um, – you know, with clients and stuff, uh, maybe a Lou will start with you, like where people are going, what do I do now? Like I, 
you know, in terms of taxes and write-offs and all that, like it's a whole different mindset. Well, for me, I'm, I, you know, a little unique because I've always worked from, but I want to speak about um, just what, you know, the conversation was around on the internet. Um, one thing I have realized, what a true monopoly it is um, and, and what an essential service uh, Kojigo and Bell have been. And I'll tell you why, because I've had pretty good internet. I pay for the upgrades. I'm 116, you know, all day long. And although I live in the cusp of Fontelwell and where you don't get any other service really than what you get. And they were fixing the road. And what did they do? Because there are no locates for Kojigo. They cut the wire. Right? They cut the wire in the middle of COVID. In the height end, I'm going nowhere and I have staff here. Uh -oh. And it takes the company one week, one week to come and patch the cable. So I begged the city of Pelham. I said, listen, you cut it, you put it together, whatever you have to do, like just fix it. And they did this patchwork and then they dug it in and broke it again three days later. And I'm thinking, okay, well, we're on a podcast, so I can't tell you what I was thinking. But <laughs> I will say that I was out there and my engineer neighbor and my husband, and we were trying to patch this thing up together, you know. And by the time they came, I'm thinking if I had waited, I, I it just, it was so profound what an essential service this now is, right? Because how do you conduct business? But to speak to what you're, you're saying, Scott, with the write-offs and everything, I mean, I've always had, um, this is my business address, but for a lot of people, the government was giving out, I think it was um, up to, I believe, $200 or $400 a month that you can write off for all these additional expenses that you're incurring. But the truth of the matter is you're incurring a lot more. And the reason you're incurring a lot more is you're using a lot more hydro. You're using a lot more gas. You're, you have to, you know, you're doing laundry when you can. Your lifestyle has changed too much. There is an expense to working from home, but what some companies have done is much like mileage to compensate, right? You pay for the mileage, but now you're not paying for the mileage. So the allocation for the mileage has been given to, okay, work from home, because I think that, um, I don't believe that we have enough funding within the granting system to really, you know, say to people, you weren't prepared for this. We were gonna take on all these costs, now you are. Um, and, and so companies have sort of compensated for that. And I do that with my staff because it's, you know, I give them the computers, but I know it's their electricity, it's their time, everything I would have paid for, right? So what the government isn't supplementing, um, certain businesses are because they would have anyway if people had to travel. Right, right. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes a difference for, for both sides. Caroline, have you, uh, how has that adjustment been for you? Uh, well, interestingly enough, I think just in the last couple of days, um, so I, I, I really am fortunate because I work for a larger business because I work for one of the largest employers in Niagara in with post-secondary, right? So Niagara College has, um, you know, there are experts who put all this information together for us. We have, uh, you know, a health and safety expert at the college who did, who does ergonomic assessments. So obviously that was happening within um, you know, within our office spaces at work, but then we were, we were having adjustments, um, you know, to, you know, a certain type of chair adjustments of monitors and things like that were happening, um, before COVID. And then, um, we very quickly realized with certain people, um, we needed to put in place a way to get those pieces of equipment to their homes. So we've allowed that in order to set, set up, right? Because we were, we were a culture previously of, 
you know, you must come to the office to do your work, to complete your work. So to Alu's point, and we were talking about this earlier about the trust, right? It was just a, you know, you're expected to be in your office. And then when you, when that was taken away from you, you were expected to be able to still do your work at home, but to, you know, to the point of feet falling asleep or back issues or things like that, how can you be, you know, how can you concentrate and be productive when you don't have that infrastructure in place? So we, you know, quickly started within our own department, started an inventory and, and allowed people to come in, you know, in a safe manner. We have all kinds of um, things in place at the college because there are still employees going into work. There are still classes taking place on campus, right? Lab, the applied learning piece of, of um, post-secondary, right? How you don't want to learn construction at home, right? You want to be in a supervised space or, or you know, the, the brewmaster program, let's face it, right? Uh, cannabis, oh, right? You, you're, you need to be on campus for some of these uh, things. So we have all this health and safety protocol in place. So being able to, to safely come to campus, pick up those pieces of equipment and bring them home. And then for us on the other end, tracking it um, to make sure that our employees, right? Monitors, monitors in a certain height, because you're, you know, to look at a, at a laptop all day, uh, you know, not to have the double screens when you're crunching a lot of numbers. It's just things that are, you know, so in the beginning, a lot of us were kind of, ah, eh, we'll just, let's see how long, you know, I can do this for a little while, right? We're a year into it almost. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny, because um, a year ago, March, when when, you know, transitioned all my stuff to my home, uh, in my office, I have a nice, uh, comfy leather chair uh, with an ornament. And I thought, you know what, this is perfect. I've got a nice little side table with a lamp, going to set up my lap table on my on my, um, my laptop on my on my lap. And I'm going to be, you know, super comfortable. And I did that for a couple of weeks. And I woke up one morning and I couldn't walk. It's like, oh my God, I've, I've thrown out my back. And my husband was like, well, what have you done? Like, what have you been, like, what have you done? It's like nothing. I've done nothing. And it occurred to me, well, it's sitting in that super comfy, soft yeah. chair with my feet up and, you know, sitting there for four hours at a time. Um, so I got smart and, you know, I'm at my desk and, and doing what I should have been doing from the beginning. But you're right. Like, who could have thought that this would be, you know, this long of a process. Yeah, a couple of weeks, going to be as comfortable as I can. This is heaven and uh, uh, no way. Um, I want to talk about an article that uh, Forbes published uh, end of December. And uh, they talked about the future of, the, of remote work in 2021. And they, they said that by 2025, uh, an estimated 70% of the workforce would be working remotely at least five days a month. Mm -hmm. Um, I found that really interesting. Um, they also said that the percentage of workers permanently working from home is expected to double in 2021. So I think this change is something that's going to be uh, permanent in some, in some way. And I know that from my own experience, um, you know, working from home at first uh, was not into it at all. It was just really stressful. But after having conversations with people like Mike on a regular basis and, and others, I've, I've really found ways um, to make it work for me. And what I found is that I'm much more productive working from home. And it's because I don't have 
the distractions. Again, I'm lucky. I have an office that I physically go to. I close the door and nobody disturbs me. Um, but I'm finding that, you know, I have uh, hours of uninterrupted time that I would never have, never have in the office. And so when I think of, you know, um, when we get back to whatever our new normal is and, and we're able to go back into the office, I'm already thinking, you know, for me to stay on top of everything and to and to maintain that balance, um, I'm probably going to want to continue to work from home a, a day a week or, or um, you know, two, depending on what I've got going on, because I'm I'm working better. Does that make sense? Does anybody else feel that way? So I, yeah. it, I, I think it's extremely interesting. And I, I was going to kind of bring this up earlier, but we've circled back around to it. Uh, we were talking about the Zoom calls and how the chit chat, right, doesn't happen. I think it's when we're working from home or we're on a Zoom call, you're much more aware about stealing time, right? So yeah. when you're on a Zoom call, you almost feel guilty if there's eight other people looking at you and you're talking about your weekend, right? Um, like, Carolyn, you mentioned that you guys schedule an hour and a half meeting so that you can schedule in the chit chat. Well, it, you become way more aware of, I just stole a half hour from my day, right? Where when you're at home, if you're stealing time, like you, what you're going to go, you go sit on the couch and watch a show for a half hour. Well, 10 minutes in, you're like, I, I'm, I, I should be doing something productive. Like this is ridiculous. Where when you're in an office situation, you, uh, you steal a half hour, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, you know, 15 minutes there. And you don't feel guilty about it because it's just the cadence of the day, right? Like just these things happen where when you're working from home, you're just so aware of I'm really not doing what I should be doing right now. And, yeah. and I, I find that that guilt creeps in, right? So uh, there is a balance as you're suggesting. Like I, um, I, I don't know that everyone uh, can handle this, the kind of the solitude of working from home and, and continuing to be motivated enough to do that. Um, so I don't know that it will transition completely this way, but what I think's happened in the last 10 months is that there was probably all kinds of businesses that looked at this as their future, right? We have this big office space. We don't probably need this big office space, but we're really afraid to leave what we've always done because we don't know what's going to happen. Well, we just got slammed in the face and it was like, well, this is what we're doing. And, you know, I, I think it's removed for a lot of businesses that fear of that change. And we're going to, uh, we're going to adopt or adapt. And then I guess adopt a new work style um, that will be some sort of hybrid, right. That will force you to do more of what we're doing now, but, but integrate some of the other pieces that we had in our traditional Kind of work work setup if if i may weigh in to what you both are saying there's um it's very interesting because you're both talking about how productive you are and you're conscious about stealing time and all that stuff right but there's a disconnect that that we shouldn't take for granted and the disconnect is is the seeing is believing syndrome so as a business owner you know you as a, a people working in the in the workforce will say you know i i know my integrity and i know how much i'm putting in and i'm doing more time like carolyn said i you know she's putting in more you know it just it just is right because you're like i have so much time on my hands and i'm going boom 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 and i don't have to drive anywhere well 
there's a disconnect a little bit because from an employer standpoint, if you're not running your own business, um, they have to re-engage their trust relationship with their employees because what's happening um, that I've seen is that employers are questioning the employees more because they're not at home. And that is not great for employee engagement or motivation. However, if there was a competence trust when they were in the office and you knew they could do the job, why are you doubting without evidence that they can do it? Is this this thing we have, right? If you can't see it, it's not existing. Um, And I think that's becoming a bit of a challenge on how to motivate employees because inadvertently without business owners meaning to, they're now questioning your integrity out of the workplace. Now for, for Carolyn, like it's, it's, it's Niagara college. I'm an adjunct professor there. It's never been questioned. I mean, because there are measurables everywhere. And my, like you said, labs are going on now. And my husband works in the culinary lab at Niagara college, but, but for those working from home in small to medium sized businesses is where the ambiguity comes in. And, larger corporations um, and, you know, your measurables for everything. But I think that it's important to note in this conversation that when employees are saying or people are saying, I am more productive at home, that that trust relationship of this interpersonal relationship you have with your employee gets reestablished to the new norm for now, right? Because if not, it derails the relationship. And the next thing you know, um, what you were fearing is actually happening inadvertently. Yeah. I think, you know, for us, uh, it's proof is in the pudding. Like we, we are, for us, we're busier than, sorry, we're busier than we ever were. So, you know, we've put out more programming in 2020 than, than we did in 2019 with less resources. And so to me, uh, I, I don't care, you know, how many hours they work, if they get all of the work done at, at the level that I need it done in five hours, God bless them. I, like, I'm just, I just want the work done um, at the, the level that we, we need it done at. And if that's happening, the rest of it doesn't matter to me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but if I had, if everybody was like you, I'd be out of business. Oh, okay. Well then let's not talk about that. <laughs> I think it, I think it's, to, to your point, it, it, it's visual in many respects, right? When you yes. see when you see your folks, you know, day after day, and while you you know uh, they're they're doing what they're supposed to be doing at the end of the week, because you can see numbers or whatever, when they're in a hoodie or a ball cap or half, you know, slouched on their sofa or, or wherever they happen to be be perched at that given time, it, it you have to really force yourself to wrap your head around the fact that you know, well, not lazy bum, you know. Uh, not that I would be doing it any differently, but it's like, couldn't you put a shirt on today sort of thing? Because and it shouldn't matter. Maybe, maybe it should. I don't know. Um, but it feels that way, right? Uh, certainly from a, from a management point of view, sometimes you're like, really? This is the best yeah. you got this morning? And, it, you know, so it is. It's a visual thing, totally. Yeah, that, that's true. And, you know, Scott, we, we talked a little bit about it last week uh, when we had our uh, discussion around the mental health piece of, of this pandemic. And... Um, you know, a few of us talked about how we've kept the same routines. And so for me, and I said, I'm going to kick myself when, when this is over, 
but I, I get up at the same time and I, you know, get dressed for work. And even though I might be wearing yoga pants, I'm ready for work. I put on my makeup. I do my hair, brush my teeth. I, I do all of that because for me up here, maintaining that, that routine is, is important. Um, but for some people, it's not important. And, and I get what you're saying. Um, you know, you, you, you tune into some of these Zoom calls and it's like, oh, wow, you realize you're on camera, right? <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Kind of go back to your point, Dolores. Um, what do we need at the end of the day? What do we need? And, and then, so what do we need as employers? Um, and then what do our employees need as well, right? Because yeah. to your point, and to the point about mental health and things like that too, right? Like we, um, I, I have a certain expectation. We've had expectations of, to, you know, being up at a certain time, being dressed at a certain time, being this, but then there are, there are, so there are certainly people who are going to make choices just, just because that's them. But then there are people who don't have a choice. So I have, you know, an employee, you know, we have a few, you know, staff, staff members and they're doing, they were doing their work between five and 7am. So I was getting emails, getting pings and things like that. I mean, I don't put, I, you know, for a long time, I don't put my phone by my bed or anything. I've never done that kind of thing, right? It's always charging in another room so that it's off, it's off, right? And, you know, and then a, a day or two into it, she said, by the way, you know, we, between my husband and I, we have to schedule, you know, we're both working from home, but our kids are both home. And they're on synchronous learning now. Last last spring when everything went crazy, it was, you know, tune in at a certain time, here are the things to do at home. You parents walk your kids through it. So it would be a lunchtime or it would be an evening or it would be around your work hours. But now it became in January with the lockdown, it became the other way around. So she was still being productive, amazingly productive between 5 and 7 a.m. and sending me a whole bunch of questions, you know, that I would, when I got on, right? So we, we just have to, at the end of the day, what is the work that needs to get done? Is it being done to the, the degree that it needs to be done? And are we also communicating all that time? What is it you need from us? What can we put in place, right? Having that open conversation, being able as much as possible. You know, I, you know, there are employees who don't want to be on Zoom calls. They don't want to be on camera. They don't feel comfortable that way. So are, are we allowing that? Are we, are we being flexible? Well, I think this whole year has proved, you know, flexibility. We kept saying pivot. We hate the word pivot, right? Flexibility. <laughs> flexibility is, is right up there as well. It's like the that. adaptive leadership we were talking about right before. Yeah. The, people have to be adaptive now. It's modern leadership, right? And, and this is not new, guys. Like from, from the 1800s, the moment society changed, the businesses had to follow. Otherwise, chaos would ensue. There's a disconnect. It's just one of those times, right? Something so profound has happened in society that the expectations in the workplace have to adjust to it. Otherwise, there will be a disconnect and there will be discourse and there will be chaos as we're trying to find our feet. It just is. It's always been. I think it's unique that it's a pandemic, but quite frankly, when the plague happened, it was unique for them too, right? But we have to adjust with the times. And who knows what the next five years are, who knows what it's going to look like? You know, that's why it's people are always encouraged you like shorten your long term goals because we we don't know what long term means. Like what, what's going to happen next year this time, Dolores? Are we going to be in a cafe hanging out? I mean, you don't know, right? Right. Right. Well, I, and I think one of the things is that people, Scott, I actually used this on our call earlier today, that people are always striving for 
a comfort level, right? So you get comfortable with the way you do your job, uh, the work setting, and we become uncomfortable with, with change in that, right? So we're, we're always constantly searching for that comfort, comfort level. And uh, I think now is all about becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Like, they, you know, things are just going to change. So, and whether you're a manager or whether, and you have a, a big giant team or you're a part of a team, we all strive for some comfort level. And I know as a manager, like when I, you know, had a team of sales reps, like when you didn't see them on a daily basis, it was, you just, you, you felt like you're missing one of those checkpoints. Well, was that checkpoint really necessary or was it just that that's what I was used to in the role? Yeah, you make such a good point. I know we have to wrap up, Scott. I'm going to throw it over to you in a minute. But um, I think for for us at the chamber anyways, um, we had to look at how we were doing everything because everything was very social. You know, all of our learning was in person. All of our networking was in person. All of our big events, like everything we did, we had to be flexible and really flip it completely. And so we didn't do anything the same. And, you know, that, that has been very exciting to me because when you're, you're you know, um, running a program or running an operation, it's, it's very easy to get comfortable and do the same things in the same way. And, and sure, you tweak a little bit, but, but to really do that major flip um, is almost impossible. And that's exactly what we've had to do. So that, that's a good thing that has come out of this. We've, we've really had to look at things in a completely different way. And, um, and that's been very exciting for, for us um, in the work that we do. Scott, I'm, I'm going to um, turn it over to you. I, th I think you might have one final question for everyone. Not sure. I don't know. Like I said, if there's a final question, it would just be um, any, any lasting tips for the working at home environment. Uh, for those of you who have done it for some time and, and Carolyn, from you who's, who's transitioned, uh, what, what would be your words of wisdom at this point? Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I could, could give you, you know, some rules and, you know, everyone's seen, you know, we've had different podcasts and things like that. But I, I think based on the conversation today, I have to say, do what makes you feel comfortable. <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you, do you, you know, put yourself in a, a position where you, you feel like you've got wins, right? As you're, you know, because everything is, you feel like you're struggling against, struggling against, struggling against, but, you know, to, to, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in the living room, I'm near the best Wi-Fi spot, I figured out the schedule with my, my, you know, the other adults in my household to, to, to be able to, to be productive. I don't necessarily get up at the same time as I used to when I had to go into the office, I'll tell you that but I still get my work done at the end of the day. So, and I, and I still most days feel productive and happy with what I'm doing uh, in the circumstance. Okay, uh, Um, For me it's, you know, let's have the conversation. Let's, let's set expectations. Um, let's realign. So don't stop anything, just realign it. Realign it to what works for the business, what works for the client, what works for yourself personally, because that realignment will produce much more productivity than not having the conversation. And I think me, a word of wisdom is don't stop talking. 
talk about what's relevant though you know make it purposeful make do it by design all of us are dealing with this by circumstance um some have gotten ahead of the curve then designed it and some haven't right so if you let's purposefully design what works for all of us excellent okay mike yeah i i mean i think that this is a spectacular question <laughs> um be, because i i think that we're all still trying to find that sweet spot in, in these workspaces, right? Whether you're used to, uh, like for me, like I said, I, I, I haven't worked out of a home base. Uh, I'm often on the road and more mobile and that changed, right? So I, I think as uh, Lou and Carolyn both suggested, it's, it's uh, understanding that things are different, understanding that there's gonna be challenges, accepting that it's not going to be the way it's always been and stop chasing that comfort. Um, and, and just try to figure out what works best for you. If it's like Dolores getting dressed in the morning, so that you feel like you're off to work. Uh, if it's, well, I never, I never dreamed it'd be so awesome to be able to work in track pants. Uh, if that's what it is for you, then that's what it is. I, I think it's just finding, finding a comfort level for yourself. And then mm-hmm. Carolyn, you, you, I think it's the million dollar statement. It's uh, finding enjoyment and pride uh, and, and feeling purposeful. Um, you use some different words, but I think that at the end of the day, feeling feeling like you've accomplished something and, and taking pride in that. I think that that's the one thing that is a bit of a challenge maybe for people from working from home because it's everything kind of blends together. Uh, you don't leave your work and come home to a different world. You're still in that same world. So somehow finding and appreciating the work that you've done and feeling like you've accomplished something, taking that from your day, I think is, is maybe the tip. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't been able to put my finger on it because it, 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 it it's not an easy answer. It's something that does change um, and, and evolves as we're all in this situation, I guess. Um, so I don't know. That wasn't a very concise answer or a simple answer. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I don't think it's a simple situation where we weren't meant to get here as quickly as we've gotten here. Um, so I think everybody's just figuring it out. Absolutely. Well, I know I get a lot of, uh, and Mike, maybe you're responsible for this, but I seem to get an awful lot of ads on my social media feed for, uh, ergonomic chairs. So I don't know if you've sold that. I don't know how that works, but I seem to get that an awful lot. Uh, the, the advertising magic. So you're seeing the advertising magic at, in work. Uh, that's, I guess so. Uh, Mike Crespin from Crespin Agency, uh, Carolyn Mullen, uh, who is the Associate Director of Strategic Partnerships at Niagara College, and Alou McKay from Trusted Time. Thank you. Uh, we are out of time, but that was an amazing uh, conversation. Dolores. All right. Well, yeah, thank you. Uh, again, another great conversation. Scott, I'm learning so much and gathering uh, so many great tips uh, that I'm going to implement myself. And you know what? I think maybe Monday morning might be my day to work in pajamas. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. We'll see. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, Next uh, week, uh, we'll be talking to some of our local restaurant owners to discuss how they're doing and where they see their industry growing. Um, It's been a tough, tough go for them. Uh, Really hard hit industry. Joining us for the conversation will be Kevin Eshlin from The Smoking Buddha. Cheryl LaPalm from Yield Squire, and Doug Chipman from Chip and Charlie's. 
to all of our listeners. Uh, send us the topics that you're talking about because we want to talk about them too. Thanks again for tuning in and everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.